What do you think of when you hear the name Bali? Do you think of beaches? White sandy beaches? Which of course there are many of. Do you think of Mai Tais? Tropical drinks? Palms? Palm trees? I think about the late Anthony Bourdain on one of his last shows talking about dog shit tourists in Bali who litter or the same drinks and party and again act like dog shit tourists. I don't travel like them. Watching as much Anthony Bourdain as I have, you learn not to be an asshole or a dog shit tourist. And one thing I didn't know about Bali is the beautiful Barong dance. The instruments. The mythical lion costume. The dance. People take away from Bali, but Bali has so much to offer. But for one day, they keep it down. Southeast Asia, this is Social Dragonfly, a podcast about an assortment of topics, but for these special episodes, about my trip overseas in March 2023, and I'm your host, Andrew Lee. So, in this episode, I'm going to take you on a little trip to Bali, through an assortment of clips I recorded while there. Some might have some explanation, some might not. Call it an ASMR episode because, again, this is an audio medium. Let's take advantage of that and not think about how you can't see what I'm seeing. Some of the clips you will have me talking about and pontificating about what I'm seeing. Some clips involve our tour guide, Jackie, from the private tour group that I hired for my group. On one or a couple occasions, you might hear my mom or my aunt ask questions. There's no straightforward format here. And I'll be back later with a history lesson about the Balinese holiday known as Nyepi, a holiday that nearly derailed my trip. Enjoy. Believe it or not, those are the sounds of a Bali village in its old architecture kind of temple layout with stone 
little like pyramid shaped rooftops. Haven't really updated too much from Bali, but it is a gorgeous, gorgeous country. I can see how people can find themselves here for months on end, just getting away from it all, either doing yoga or something else, just very, very calmly and just being disconnected and one with the whole world. Looks like rain may be coming soon, but hopefully it's like everything else is kind of fleeting. It might not be as sustained rain. It was just a very, very beautiful country. With vegetation and plants and flowers I've never seen before. Just went to um, Blessed Waters Temple earlier. It was really, really something to see. It's really beautiful. Started and I was like stray dogs everywhere. But according to my driver, it's kind of like security. They have like a whole bunch of stray dogs just kind of hanging out in front of each house. Just kind of acting like passive security. Some of these dogs are so cute. But yeah, this is it's a damn beautiful country that I know I'm going to miss as soon as I leave. I'm here for about a week. Culminating in Nyepi, which is a day of Hindu silence. Apparently the day before Nyepi, it is a day where a festival, lots of loud sounds, lots of parade and pageantry. And... After that day before Nyepi, you just make a lot of noise to draw out the gods. And then the next day, a day of silence. And the gods are supposedly coming in after all the noise and pageantry the day before Nyepi. And they come and see there's no one here because it's a silence. People on the island are supposed to be completely quiet. Day of solitude, day of silence, day of reflection. So when the gods come in, drawn in by the noise, they see that everyone's quiet and just kind of, it's a kind of, it's a cleanse for the whole year. And it so happens that we were supposed to leave that day. And because of the daily silence, airports are closed. So we are extended one day. I'd found this out the day before we left initially. So it's, uh, it's something. Had to postpone the, uh, Change the flight, about 12 hours ahead. Had to extend our stay, had to cancel a hotel at the Singapore airport because we can't leave here on Yepi because there's nothing, you're supposed to not be out. You're supposed to be inside. Good activities for us, probably hotel folk. But uh, yeah, you're supposed to like, can't leave. So we have to leave the next day. I feel like it's a great day for us to decompress and just kind of enjoy Bali for one final day. It would be great to see all the parades and all these little noise, noise-making kind of sessions to draw those gods out. And, uh, unfortunate, hopefully travel insurance picks up some of the cost. But yeah, one more day of Bali. But yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. More about that later. We're definitely going to cover some Nyepi stuff. <laughs> 
Volcano. Volcano? Yeah, Volcano Rock. If you see the color brown, there is the river. River one, oh. River one, there is the strong one. Oh. Very strong one. Wow, it's, it's But so some of this uh, statue, there is not a real from stone. But some we make with the cement also. Oh, really? Oh, cement. Oh, okay. The Ramayana history, he's the superhero and very handsome, like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, a lot of uh, girls uh, love, love him. Uh, oh, love love him. him. Yeah. Oh. It's like, we call like Playboy also. Playboy? Oh. This one is the processing already. Mm. They put more water until maybe uh, one week. And this then one start to grow and then again. starting to grow it again. Mm. Jackie, yes. I have a question. Yes. Why is uh, in Bali have a lot the lady wearing sarong? Sarong. Yeah. Sarong. Yeah. Why sarung. is not Jakarta? <laughs> Because uh, the sarong is symbol symbol of the Bali, yeah. Sarong is symbol of the Bali, and then when we come to the temple, we must be uh, using the sarong. Oh yeah. Uh, it's cannot. Sorry, it's cannot like like this one.
No, not at a waterfall again. This is a rice terrace. There's running water everywhere along the field's edge of all the rice paddies. And it's just gorgeous as well. Um, the water feels invigorating to put your feet in. The rice paddies, as far as I can see, everyone kind of recommends this tagalong, um, something like that, rice terrace, where um, Eat, Pray, Love was filmed. But this one is by far so much bigger and so much vast and so beautiful. But um, yeah, we're here today taking rice terrace audio content. Can't really do any other content besides audio content on a podcast, but yeah, now the rushing water's up there. We got these calm waters. boat to the Gilly Island. I need to like have a 24-hour adventure for this trip. Spent so much time with the family this entire trip. I need a little break. So I'm taking a quick boat hour and a half or so to these three islands called the Gilly Islands. And uh, go on an adventure, but we're in a boat. It took about damn near an hour to, for the boat to actually get boarded, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, beginning of a new adventure. Welcome to Gilly Islands. It's nighttime. 
as you can hear, there's dueling bands from two stages that kind of, I'm right in the middle, so you kind of feel like I'm in a stereo sound of two different songs right now. One was chasing cars, and the other one was something else. Anyway, this is um, Gili Chuangan. It's one of the larger islands of the Gili Islands, just real, very close to Bali. And it is kind of an amazing exotic paradise island. An exotic island. Tropical island, I guess. Um, so, all the, there's like all the rest, restaurants and stuff are set up on the beach. It's kind of, kind of cool. It's not much of a beach. I should hear the sound of the rand. Literally footsteps away from the water. When snorkeling today. I've been there for like, done that for like nine years now. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's a very, very low key island. There's a lot of bars. Also, the reason I also went here is because it's Gilly Island, Gilly Island, wearing a Gilly shirt. And it's, um, it's a lot of bars. There's a lot of bars, a lot of drinking, a lot of mayhem in terms of drinking. And it's just kind of funny. I'll stop talking for right now. Listen to the music.
I don't want too big of a piece. It definitely, definitely helps that it's outside, so I don't have to smell it fully. All right, here we go again for another one on durian. What is it? Not, not, not the first year. Where you visit? Have one in uh, Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah, it's still. It probably takes about like 15 years of eating it to be normal, but I, I can't do it in two. It just doesn't taste. It doesn't taste as as bad as the other one. A little more solid, but this one's still just ah. Uh, just slightly better, but still the smell and the taste is just. Like I appreciate it more because it's not like I'm not gagging on it, but yeah. The texture is better. Slightly better, but yeah. I think not bad. Good enough. Yeah. Eat more. That's it. That's it. That's, it. That's all I'm gonna have. <laughs> Let's take a break and hear a message from a sponsor. So, Nyepi. Nyepi is spelled N-Y-E-P-I. I think that's my best attempt at pronunciation of an Indonesian word that I can, or a Hindu word. Um, First of all, again with Jakarta, um, I'm really surprised how my mom and my aunt were able to like pick up Indonesian really quickly. Um, my aunt was learning it on Duolingo app, and my mom just somehow picked it up as soon as she got on the island. But, Nyepi, Nyepi. Um, it's a Balinese holiday. It's meaning a day of silence. It is actually the Hindu New Year. It's between the it's a celebration of the old year and the new Hindu year. And to celebrate that, they have a ceremony, and I saw this on the lead up to the actual day of silence on Nepi, is that they create these each village on Bali create these paper mache scary monster what can I call it, like big figures and stuff. They're like literally about 10 feet, almost 10 feet, 15 feet tall. They're made out of paper mache. Um, I've looked at pictures of previous versions of these Ogo Ogos, or Ogo Ogo, O-G-O-H, O-G-O-H is spelled. Um, I think it's Ogo Ogo Ogo. These are like these big mythical creatures and monsters they make out of paper mache that are supposed to, on the last day of the previous year, make a lot of noise, make a lot of sound, to purify, or to purify by scaring all the gods and all the bad luck from the previous year. It's just, and they make these are very intricate. Um, you can just Google some of those pictures of O-G-O-H, O-G-O-H, uh, two words. Um, they look like 
the Halloween version of anything you would see on a New Year's Day Rose Bowl parade. They're made, they're very, very, they're very, very um, creatively made. They're made with beans, like biodegradable things they're making out, out of now. So, because at the end, of, so they build them on these wooden planks. So kind of, kind of wooden pallets. They have handles on each so people of the village can hold up these huge things and then parade them through the street. There's a parade. Each village has a parade and they just kind of celebrate on the last day of the new year or the old year. They celebrate them. They push them through. They have a parade. Everyone like kind of celebrates to make as much noise as possible. They're the more creative that look, the more the more they get kudos and stuff. And at the end of the parade, they burn them or they bury them or they do some kind of ceremony where they kind of like just kind of like destroy them. And then that whole, that's the whole end of the ceremony and the next day we're supposed to have like a whole day of quiet and silence to further reinforce the whole idea of just clean, clean, cleaning the whole bad kind of like Chinese New Year or Asian, Asian Lunar New Year where you're trying to cleanse the bad luck of, of the previous year by just having um, a, clen a cleansing day now, and for Lunar New Year, everyone kind of like, some might just have like a good a day where they don't wash their hair, they're lightly or they do their cleaning, don't want to cut things, don't want to cause any kind of harm to things. But for the Balinese and the Hindu Hindus on Bali, they have a day of silence, completely silent. The airports are closed. There is no one on the streets unless it's an extreme emergency. All services are completely closed. They shut down the ATMs. The internet traffic is kind of slowed, though there was a little bit of internet at the hotel for when I was celebrating this. And I thought it was going to be completely like a COVID lockdown, where everything was going to be quiet, everything was going to be free from the street, everything was going to be gone, and we would have to, and we were told by the hotel to kind of like, you're supposed to keep quiet, you might make noise or something, you can do it in, your, in, your, in the... Um, comfort your own hotel room draw the blinds if you turn the lights draw the blinds so the light doesn't peek out it's just a very ceremonial thing I thought it would be very religious for some but everyone who worked the hotel kind of stayed for 24 hours they had their own like sleeping quarters and most of the Balinese that worked at the at the um, hotel were just kind of working non-stop through the whole holiday which I felt bad and I just because we're they're given like Services give us. They have. They served us food. We would pay for like certain meals. Pay for meals. They give us activities to do on the hotel grounds. <clears throat> we were supposed to be able to stay in the hotel grounds and do things. Maybe swim in the pool. Maybe relax. Read a book or something. But they also provided, um, as you hear, they provided like us games. You could hear games going on in the background, as I commented in a later video or later audio clip. Um, they gave us um, there's, there's some tie-dye as well. There was some ping-pong. There was some archery with with suction-cupped arrows on a, a target. And lots and lots of swimming. And it basically felt like it was kind of a busier day than at, at a hotel than usual. Which made sense because everyone was at the hotel. No one could really leave. Um, but yeah, that's essentially what Nepi is. And I found out about this holiday 
one or two days before I'm supposed to leave for Singapore. I was in San Jose, in San Jose, California, and all of a sudden I would just check my itinerary for every flight, and I realized, why is my flight out of Bali one day later than I actually booked it? And I took screenshots. I took a look. I looked, and it's like I did actually book it on the 22nd of March. There's not a mistake. But now my I, my reservation says the 23rd. I got no email that this was happening. And what's going on? And as soon as I find out that everything is real, and oh. The reason why I knew this, actually at first, was the hotel contacted me through Expedia saying, yeah, you can't check out on the day you check out because it's the day of silence. It's a holiday. Um, do you want to check in, check out a day before or day after? And I go, well, I'll just leave um, the day of. You don't want to check out. I'll just check out early on the day before. No problem. And little till I didn't know, little did I know that the airports are closed. No one's supposed to be along the streets, and I couldn't get to the airport if I tried. If I went to the airport, they had no flights because everything was canceled for a day, from 6 a.m. the 22nd to 6 a.m. the 23rd. 24 hours of silence and cleansingness of the island. Um, some people went elsewhere. Um, when I came back from the Gili Island. There was a huge run of people getting off the island to be able to go somewhere else to be able to do things, have freedom, because only the island of Bali celebrated this. The island, the Gili Islands didn't. I think Lombok didn't either, though I could be wrong. And so you were, you just had to like, I would suggest going, if you do it to Bali, like I did, coinciding with the silent day. Don't leave the day before to go to an adjacent island because it is a complete and utter shit show getting out. Getting in was also horrible. I had no place to step foot off the boat. And luckily I didn't have much luggage, but you had to navigate all the people sitting on, st standing on the pier trying to get on the boat to get out of town, including people looking for looking or taxi drivers, looking for people for rides and stuff as well. It's a madhouse, complete shit show. I just don't know. Just don't do it. So, back to my itinerary. The hotel tells me this. I start to. I talk, I talk to, I email or message my tour guide um, organizer. He gets back to me going, "Yep, it is actually that silent day. You can't do anything that day." So I scramble and figure out what flight I can take out later because. If I take my flight rescheduled now, it would land in Singapore three hours after my flight would have left because I was planning to leave on the 22nd, get there, stay at the Singapore airport. It is like a little city, stay in a hotel, spend about 15, 16 hours at the airport, just decompressing, stay in the hotel, and then catch a flight at 10 in the morning on the 23rd. Now my flight was landing at 1 o'clock from Bali on the 23rd. I would miss my flight. So long story short, I rebooked the flight 12 hours later. We leave 12 hours later on a different United Airlines flight. We arrive. My poor aunt had to try to catch a, 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 a connecting flight to Toronto. Luckily, I've learned to book all your flights on the same airline in case something screwed up 
they are on the hook to get you to your final destination. And uh, she had to like, actually she missed it because of US Customs and the security. And she eventually got there, but not till the next morning, she had to leave. Um, but yeah, so there are some fees that extra upcharge fees that accrued an extra ho day of hotel stay, um, more food expenses. I didn't have to stay in a Singapore hotel, I guess I saved money that way. Um, but yeah, and the state and also a cherry on the top is I registered my trip with the State Department of the U.S. to make sure they would tell me and I could have a contact and they knew like I was there. Because God forbid something happened to us medically or something. They sent an email on the 21st, I believe, saying, Warning, there is a silent day on the island of Bali. You will not be able to go anywhere on the island. Please observe all rules and regulations that they set out. <coughs> Thanks. Real good head up, heads up. But anyway, that is my Bali why staying extra I stayed an extra day in Bali because of this entire mess there no one told me so I blamed the airline that let me book the flight on the 22nd which was not supposed to happen and that airline I've had a love-hate relationship with it's Jetstar and I really hate them because they just don't have their stuff together to know when they're allowed to book flights um, it's okay I'm not expecting them to cover it actually now I got rejected for one claim, so anyway. But the silent day of Bali, Nepi, the Ogo Ogos, um, all very, very interesting. I'm going to include some clips of kind of the parades because the night before when this, these, um, this parade on the last day of the old year was happening, I was waiting for my food at the hotel and it took an extreme amount of time my aunt and I were going to hike over to the middle of Ubud in the uh, the area where we're staying to see the hotel, to see, to see the uh, parade. And by the time we got our food and we're ready to go, the parade was already over. And it was kind of late and it was kind of scary because there's no one out there. It was slowly like kind of less and less people. So um, that's your little lesson about Bali's, Balinese New Year called Nepi. I saw the lead up. I saw all the different villages being driven around getting ready for this whole kind of bash for the end of the year and didn't get to see the didn't get to see the parade got to experience a silent day or not so silent day as you'll hear and um good culture i thought it'd be kind of like covid lockdown as i said but it wasn't it was kind of noisy at the hotel anyway and it's ceremonial but um it's an amazing kind of experience. I would love to be able to see it in a different setting, maybe on YouTube. But fair warning, in the in the month of March, be sure to check for Nepi and when it's happening. Because it's just like Lunar New Year. It shifts. It's not the same day every year. So take a look at that. Um, now on to some more clips. Satu <laughs> <laughs> 
maning sirasang madeg nadong lorakan kata di kanang yadnya. Welcome to Nyepi 1945. <clears throat> That's a date in the Hindu calendar for this silent day celebration. And I'm here at a hotel in Bali, same one for the last week, because the airport's closed because of this holiday. It's about 7 a.m. Anyone at the hotel has to figure out uh, what to do with themselves for the day. And just pretty much, um, literally do nothing and kind of cleanse yourself of whatever you have cleansed yourself with so far. The whole island is shut down and No one can go anywhere, and I'm looking forward to this for about three weeks now because got word that this is going to happen, so we got to shift our flight. I'm also talking very quietly because you're not supposed to talk very quietly. You're supposed to talk very quietly. You're not supposed to talk very loud on this day. But yeah, it's 7 a.m. and people in the pool just trying to figure out activities for the day. Actually, feels sounds really loud. But yeah, about to head down to breakfast and yeah, this will be a fun day. Silent day, my ass. I'm watching some suction cup arrowed archery. Looking at some ping pong. No pickleball, surprisingly. I see like a makeshift badminton tent. And everyone is at the pool, including my mom and aunt. What am I doing? I'm going to stay inside and work on some editing of this podcast I'm doing. But I'd like to share that silent day at the Element Hotel in Ubud in Bali is uh, not so silent, really. Honestly, here, everyone's still having breakfast at the cat restaurant. <laughs> There's that suction cup archery thing again. And just some tie-dye craft work later on. I might do that. But man, for a place that's supposed to be silent, well, we're not supposed to leave the grounds. And you're not supposed to be on the street. You're not supposed to be anywhere. You're supposed to be indoors, kind of like hidden from everything. Oh, there's my aunt and mother coming back from the pool. They've got enough of that. Um, it's a beautiful day, actually. I'm going to take a picture of this. But um, it's a very humid sunny ass day in Ubud in Bali. I feel like I'm pronouncing 
names in Bali like a British or English person would try to pronounce their words. Like controversy, lorry, trainers. Nah. Kind of want to shout, shut up. You're making too much noise. Trying to be silent here. I had ideas that it's going to be like a COVID lockdown where people were inside, not outside. This is hardly this. <laughs> I swear, if I do this editing at one of those tables I see with my laptop, I'm not going to get anything done, and I want to get some stuff done. But the day is young. It is only, it's not even 12 yet. As, uh... Eight points on the bullseye. Ten is bullseye. That woman got grass. Come on, buddy. Hit the ten. Ooh. Got the... Next to the bullseye. That's not bad. Anyway, this is your Nyepi Silent Day update. Check more. Check for more content in a sec. my Southeast Asia trip in Bali. So after that, we went to, we flew out of Bali eventually on the next day, on silent day, after silent day, to Singapore, spent eight hours at the Singapore airport, and eventually flew out to San Francisco and back to the States. Um, since I've been back, I've been kind of reflecting on my trip because it was a lot to do in two weeks and some change. And... I can't help but think back about my trip by looking at all the different Instagram video tour guide suggestions on things to do. And I look at what they suggest 
and they suggest a lot of the high tourist, high tourist trap areas. Places where there was a huge swing that overlooked a rice terrace, a beach, a beach with the view, party, a club by the by the water, by the coast, going to certain like spots where you have to wait a couple hours or a few hours or appointment to take a picture and then you move on to the next place. My trip was not though I did take a lot of photos and a lot of videos and my aunt was the photographer we did not really take photos of things that you would see um, aggregated in like a high a post that keeps keeps getting retweeted or something. I'm never going to do that. Um, I did take videos that I really wanted to see and kind of look very cool. Like the rice terrace, I put my phone through the grass and the rice and just took a video shot through it. And I thought that was really cool. But most of the time, I was there to try to be in the moment. There were times in Bali where I was walking through that that really cute little village with the, all the ancient architecture and just really trying to like maybe stand, close my eyes or look at the dogs and just hear as opposed to see. And I, there's plenty, obviously you're gonna see a lot when like walking through and touring. But I did, <clears throat> I did try to like close my eyes and just focus and just listen to the sounds and be almost lost in the ambiance, the atmosphere, the background noise, hearing the little, hearing music, hearing little like little toys being rattling back and forth, and just be lost in where it was. And that's me. I'm not the one that's going to take these videos and photos to try to make it seem like it was more than it ever was. And when I see those videos, I feel like I feel sad for those people because they spent so much time setting up a shot and they probably missed a lot more that they could have seen if they just opened their eyes and just stopped looking for the perfect shot to take, to retweet, and to share. Um, I'm guilty of sharing pictures each day. I, t I spent each day resharing like 10 pictures that I took from the day from the, each day I was overseas on vacation. I'm guilty of that, but mostly I just wanted to share those pictures that um, I know that we're not going to get aggregated. I know they're not going to be very popular. I, I know only my certain circle of friends will be looking at them and seeing them and commenting them. Um, and I think back the very beginning about how Anthony Bourdain really hates dog shit tourists. And they just order another, another Mai Tai drink or, or whatever. And they just kind of like not care. Um, the one thing I haven't really talked about too much is the... Is the way that they handle like the environment in Bali. I hate how they burn garbage. But they don't have a, a certain type of way to collect garbage. It's almost impossible. They don't have that infrastructure. It is truly a third world country in Bali, but I wouldn't mind living there for a month. I think that would be great to be able to do that. It's so cheap, the food's so great. Um, I 
may pick up like Hep A, I don't know. Um, but honestly, it's just being able to enjoy and like not pollute and like I'm also you're not even talking about how much pollution there is. Um, when I went to Gilly 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 T, my aunt and my mother went to Simiac Beach where there was a lot of pollution in the beach that was there. And it's one of those one, one of the more popular beaches. You wouldn't swim in that beach, but there was a lot to see and a lot of garbage that one could see. And it's just the whole nature of the beast of tourism in Bali that there's going to be a lot of garbage. And I felt really bad that that, that, that was a, that's the case. I had ideas of maybe like picking up garbage from one of these days when I was here. But it never really worked out, and I probably wanted to avoid, like, diseases and stuff of, like, cleaning up like that in a foreign country. But it, hurt, it hurts to see that. But, um, yeah, just looking at those videos made me realize I really did the trip the way I wanted to do. I wanted to eat as much interesting food as possible, get those suggestions from my mom and my aunt of what to eat, and then move on see a sight, kind of observe, be lost in the whole being lost in in a new country. I haven't been on vacation for at least six years, and this was like the first time that I'm able to kind of appreciate, and I knew I couldn't go as fast as I wanted to. I was limited by the company that I was with, (coughs) and I, I really have, I have no real regrets on what I did. Um, I wish I was able to maybe see the south part of the island, but that was not going to be possible with the, um, the whole holiday going on and stuff and the roads closing up. I didn't want my tour guide to be caught, caught in some place and just kind of, it's just, it was just not, it could be impossible for me to like do some things. So we had to cut some things out, but Indonesia, Bali, Jakarta, that's Jakarta, as I said in the previous episode, but I really, really wish... I, w- I want to come back. I want to come back to Bali in the future. I feel like it's a it's a lot of ground that I have not covered. You're supposed to spend at least a couple weeks in Bali, if not more, because there's so much to see. And another thing I noticed by looking at all those Instagram tourism suggestion videos is I didn't get to see everything, and there's a lot of stuff I missed out on. I stayed in one area for the whole week, and I would have loved to stay in a different area just to see what it was like. Because, like, microclimates, like micro, like little neighborhoods, each part of Bali is a little bit different for something, and I would have loved to, like, kind of see more of it. Um, I find it also very kind of interesting that my friend Hannah is actually just finishing her honeymoon there and in Bali as well so that's also kind of fun I was able to give her suggestions before she left and she's almost back this I'm recording this on April 13th and she's almost back she's in Singapore again and come about to come back but um highly recommend going to Bali I have like thoughts and ideas of maybe having my uh, a milestone birthday in Bali and I feel like that might be too far for people to travel. Just celebrate a 40th birthday for um, Double Doyce and Sackles host Fernando Jackson's 40th birthday in New Orleans. That was a really great time. 
Um, so I'm thinking maybe myself for a milestone birthday. Bali? I feel like that might be too far. Maybe Hawaii. Oh, who knows? It's a couple years away. But I have no regrets. I do want to go back again because I feel like it's just an amazing place to see and I missed out on a, a few things. But I would love to go and hike and do a little bit more now that I have this trip under my belt. Um, the fact that this, the country is... Well, Bali's an overpopulated, Jakarta is. But Bali is a beautiful place. There are places nearby, adjacent islands and stuff that are what Bali was like five years, 20 years ago. And I would love to see or visit those those areas a little bit as well. I believe that that'd be great. But I want to visit with a company that can go hiking and go exploring more than my current um, party this time. But yeah, that was Bali. That was Southeast Asia, Singapore, Kuala Lumpur, Jakarta, Bali, Gili T. I had a great time. And I hope you had a great time listening to the sounds of these matcha monologues. Social Dragonfly is created, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Lee. It is made with Adobe software. It is hosted by Anchor, a Spotify company. Special thanks to Aduro the band who gave me permission to use their music. <laughs>